0: friends and welcome back to the wonderful world of Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and analyse the mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s and today we're sticking once again in 1968 with the classic from the Kinks, the Village Green Preservation Society Let's take a little listen to the title cut shall we? You, protecting the new ways For me and for you what Now the album came out late in 1968 to very little fanfare, it was delayed from an original release by Ray Davies earlier in the year and as a result the promotional push was pretty minimal and therefore original mono and stereo copies are quite hard to find in the present day. However thanks to a slew of reissues it's very easy to pick up a copy now should you so wish and may I heartily recommend the mono copy found in the Kink's Mono Collection vinyl box set as it's fully analog mastered although I will say that the version from the 50th anniversary box set is pretty good too although if you're looking for a standalone copy you can only get that in stereo. But before we jump into the main episode itself, I want to say a hearty thank you, as between this episode and the last episode of Mixology, as you may have noticed at the end, I launched my Patreon for the Back to Mono Mixology podcast, and I want to say a huge thank you to my first three patrons who signed up on the first day I announced it, and that is the wonderful Chris Cavanaugh, White Funderburk, and Charles Needle three great supporters of the show and i thoroughly appreciate your support and it really does mean a lot so thank you very much and for anyone else that wishes to join you can find the link down the show notes there's a few bonus little things over there including a little show called mixology on 45 which will definitely be of interest to you if you enjoy this episode as i'll be taking a look at the non-album single days with its b-side she's got everything over there shortly after I put this episode out so go and take a look if that's something you're interested in. But for now let's jump back to 1968 and start right at the beginning of this album with the title track The Village Green Preservation Society, an absolutely wonderful song that was released as a single in early 1969 in the US. And We're gonna start with just the sound quality of the two mixes. This is a notoriously bad-sounding album and weirdly the remixes from the original stems that we've had since Show that it could have sounded so much better, but somewhere along the line something just went a bit wrong But for now, let's focus on the fact that the mono runs a little bit slower than the stereo on this track and while the mono has a particularly crunchy sound, the stereo has even more of a crunch to it probably due to the clarity and the separation. Let's just hear a little bit of that first verse shall we and I'll move it from the mono into the stereo. Into stereo. Now at one minute eleven there's an organ that enters into the track and it's much more noticeable at its point of entry in stereo than in mono although it does then come up to the same level in mono. Let's hear that in stereo first and then I'll play the section again in mono and pay attention to that organ. And again in Mono. At the end, Ray sings an overdubbed vocal that appears to have a filter put over it to give it a little bit of an old-timey radio effect. In Mono, this is notably louder than it is in stereo, likely due to the panning, but also just as a general feel. Here it is in stereo first, and then again, in mono. Mono. And finally, as a mixology classic, we get a longer fade in mono. Here's the stereo, and I'll capture the mono at the key moment. mono now the second track on the album do you remember water one of my favorites here has an overdub in the stereo that persists on a few tracks here now there is quite often a acoustic guitar and tambourine overdub on a few tracks panned off to the right in stereo that's missing in the mono mix and this is because they're applied at a later time And interestingly, this track and the closing track received stereo mixes on an early 12-track version of the album that was issued in a few European countries, which lack these additional overdubs, making them match to the original mono in this regard. What I'm gonna do to demonstrate this is start with the mono mix, then we'll move into the 12-track stereo mix, and then we'll finally move into the final stereo mix with the tambourine overdub. Here's the mono. Remember when the world was young 12-track stereo name Walter. Final stereo shame The way our world has changed And as promised, once we get to the chorus, there's an acoustic guitar that enters over in the right-hand channel. Here it is in mono first, the 12-track stereo, and finally, the stereo. Track stereo do you remember Walter smoking behind my friend where are you now Interestingly as well, in the 12 track stereo, the echoey guitar overdub, which is panned off to the left in both stereo mixes, appears to be louder in the 12 track when compared with the final stereo mix. Here's a little sample of it in the 12-track stereo first, and then again in the final stereo. Stereo. Something I found particularly interesting is that in the mono mix, when you compare it with the stereo, the stereo appears to almost feel like the bass has been put out of phase between the channels, an effect that was used on a number of tracks on their previous album Something Else But The Kinks. Go and check out that episode if you haven't already. Now, what I'm going to do to demonstrate this is just start with the mono and then we'll move to the stereo where the bass just doesn't really feel like it has a position. It almost feels like it all lingers onto the left but there's no clarity to define it that it's over there. Here's the mono and into stereo. Into stereo. And finally at the end, we get a longer fade in mono, but an even longer fade on the 12-track mix. We'll start with the stereo, then the mono, and then the 12-track. Mono. 12-track. Track 3 on the album, The Great Picture Book, has a guitar overdub which is panned off to the right and in mono this is balanced at a variable level, sometimes it's used in the mix and other times it's muted, whereas in stereo this is consistent throughout. Uh, 56 seconds is a particularly present section in stereo that is completely inaudible in mono. Here it is in stereo first and then again in mono, and again in mono. A picture of you in your birthday and at the end, the echo is mixed a little differently between the mixes, with the mono having a shorter tail, although on this remaster it does appear to be slightly faded, whereas usually it cuts off with a hard ending, although you can get the feel for that here. Here's the shorter mono, followed by the slightly longer stereo. Long Track four, Johnny Thunder. The lead vocal appears to be louder in stereo. This may be a side effect of the panning, but it does appear to dominate the mix more. Here it is in mono first, and then over to the stereo. Johnny Thunder lives on water, feeds on to stereo. In the chorus there's an overdub panned off to the right which appears to be slightly louder in stereo. Here's the mono first and then again in stereo. the tail of the track has more of a fade in stereo when compared with the mono. Here it is in mono first, and then again in more gradual stereo. And again in stereo. One of my wife's favourites, Last of the Steam-Powered Trains, is pretty similar between its two mixes, but here's another track where there is a tambourine overdub, but. This time it's only in the mono mix, not in the stereo. Here it is in mono first with the tambourine, and then we'll move over to the stereo where it magically disappears. i the last of the good old relegates. Into stereo. The wonderful Big Sky is up next, and here the backing vocals stand out a lot more in stereo. Here they are at the intro in mono first, and then again in stereo, where they're at a much nicer volume. in stereo. The acoustic guitar that's panned off to the right appears to be much louder in stereo when compared with the mono. Here it is in the stereo first so you know what you're listening for, and then we'll move into the mono. Mono. And at the end, we get a little bit of an extra decay in mono. We'll start with the stereo and move to the mono right at the end. Mono closing out the fantastic side one is the glorious little sitting by the riverside now the mono appears to be mixed at a slightly lazier tempo which i think suits the rather dreamy nature of the track very well although the briskness of the stereo does have a nice charm to it as well on top of that the lead vocal in the mono has a short delay effect placed upon it and a filter as well to give it part of that dreamy feel whereas in stereo it feels more like ray is singing in front of you in a nice way, but the mono is clearly an effect he was going for. So let's hear both those differences in stereo first and then we'll move into the mono. To graciously flip the record over, we start with the wonderful Animal Farm, and the piano in the intro appears to be louder in mono. Here it is in mono first, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. When the main backing track kicks in after Ray's vocal starts, it definitely appears to be louder in stereo in a way that I think drives the track along better, although it does eventually fade up to match the volume between the two. But also, the lead vocal appears to be more up front, which is a little strange as that would imply everything's louder, but it just seems to work. Here that section is in mono first, and then again in stereo, and notice more oomph as the band kick in. This world is big and wild and half insane, take me where real animals are paid. And again, in stereo. This world is big and wild and half insane, take me where real animals are the strings that are panned off to the left are definitely clearer in stereo, and if we use the bridge as an example here, you might also notice that the backing vocals are almost inaudible in stereo at this point. Here it is in mono first with the slightly muddier strings and more backing vocals, and again in stereo with the clearer strings and more restrained backing vocals. Girl, it's a hard, hard stereo and of course away. we get a longer tail in mono we'll start with the stereo and move to the mono mono Our next track and the original genesis point of the album altogether is the wonderful Village Green which originally was recorded for the previous album Something Else and was held over until this album and it does fit here, although I can see where it would fit in Something Else as well. The mono mix appears to have more echo placed upon it, where the stereo has a much greater clarity likely due to the stereo mix being done later than the mono which was probably done back in 1967. The strings also appear to be louder in mono but it's a little hard to tell and this could just be me going a little mad. Let's start with the mono with a little more echo, a little less clarity and a little more strings and then move to the stereo with less echo, more clarity and less strings. a stereo the stereo mix of the track appears to fade while the mono appears to reach its end if that makes sense here is the stereo fade fading like a fade does and then we will hear the fade again in mono where it appears you can hear the very end of the track and again in mono. Our next track, Starstruck, has the vocals much louder in stereo, especially in the bridge and the backing vocals are as well. Here is a section of said bridge in mono first and then we'll move to the stereo with the louder vocals. And here we get a much longer fade in mono when compared with the stereo. Let's start with the stereo and move to the mono at that key moment. Mono. The first of two stories told to the children of the village green, Phenomenal Cat, has a weird panning error in the first chorus. I'm gonna show this to you just in stereo as obviously there's no panning difference in mono, but just pay attention to hear something that doesn't sound like it should do. Something I found interesting is that the balance doesn't appear too different, but something feels different about it and i'm not entirely sure why so just to see if you agree with this i'm going to start with the mono and then move it into the stereo and see if anything feels different to you into stereo and this time we once again get a slightly longer fade in mono here's the stereo and we'll move to the mono mono my friends were there once again has the fate of the overdubs in stereo. The tambourine enters at about 16 seconds in in stereo and once we get to the chorus the acoustic guitar enters once again in stereo. What's also interesting is that the organ in the left channel in stereo does appear to be louder in the mix. So let's hear the stereo first, the tambourine, acoustic guitar, and the louder organ, and then the mono, where the first two are absent, and the organ is obviously lower in the mix. I walked out onto the stage and started to speak, the first note done this for a couple of years. I explained to the crowd and they started to chill, just when I wanted no one to be there. All of my friends were there. Not just my Best friends, too. and again in Mono. I walked out onto the stage and started to speak. The first night I missed for a couple of years, I explained to the crowd and they started to chill. Just when I wanted no one to be there, all of my friends were there. Not just my friends, but their best friends. too. The second storytale track, Wicked Annabella, Dave Davies' lead vocal on the album, has a little tambo jingle in the drum intro in stereo, but this appears to be muted in the mono mix. Here it is in stereo, and pay attention for that little jingle. Now play again in mono where that is absent. And again in mono. Throughout the track the lead vocal occasionally gets a little bit of an additional reverb dusting in mono which appears to be completely absent in stereo with more of a bone dry vocal throughout. Here is the line from 1 minute 36 up in the sky, first with the reverb in mono and then again with the bone dry stereo and again in stereo. The mono kind of fades at the end, but not really, while the stereo has no fade at all, and right at the end there's a little bit of an extra honk on the guitar. Here it is in mono first, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. Up an track, Monica is very, very identical between its two mixes, very satisfactory, so actually. But the mono does have a longer fade. Let's start with the stereo and move to the mono at that key moment. Mono. Our closing track, People Take Pictures of Each Other, is a nice marathon in mono and stereo mix differences and we're going to start with the speed once again. The stereo appears to be noticeably faster than the mono, so much so that I had to include it here as not just a transfer speed difference. There's also the right channel tambourine and acoustic guitar overdub once again, So, I'm going to start you with the stereo, with these overdubs applied in the right channel and the speed, more up-tempo, then we'll move it to the mono, where these will disappear and the speed will drop noticeably. (laughs) Into mono. In the bridge, in stereo, the piano is noticeably louder. We'll start with the Mono and move to the stereo. stereo. Interestingly, said overdub from before is missing in the 12-track European Stereo mix. And on top of this, the placement does appear to be different with a stereo vocal going on in the chorus and hand claps as well giving it more of a mono backing track with stereo overdubs which sounds a bit more satisfying than the final stereo mix does and it also has a greater clarity likely due to bounce downs despite the 12th track being a needle drop here here is a section of the chorus with the stereo effects going on, and we'll move into the regular stereo where these are all panned off to the right, and there is obviously the extra overdub as well. It's you know we stereo. That used to be Don't show me no more, At the end, we get three distinct fades between all three mixes. The stereo is the shortest, followed by the mono, and then we get something a bit different for the 12 track, where things fade, almost matching the mono, but we then get a sample of a big band at the end, which really fits the sound of this village green well, and the band appears to carry on playing underneath, likely due to leakage into the track where the big band has been dubbed on, if you like. I'll just play the original stereo into the mono first, and then I'll show you the 12-track version matching the mono with a bit more. (laughs) Mono. And now for the fade of the (laughs) 12-track. With that track done we've come to the end of this wonderful wonderful 15 track opus from Ray Davies and The Kinks. It's such a wonderful album I remember discovering a number of years ago when I picked up the CD and LP on a whim at a record fair and I had zero regrets about it. It's got some great hooks throughout, some great songwriting, great performances, a bit of a shoddy sound but at the time I was playing it on a vintage suitcase record player so it didn't bother me too much I suppose, I enjoyed it and I still enjoy it heartily to this day. There were plenty of outtakes from the sessions and many of these do have vintage mixes although many of them are done at different points and if I went through them all here it would take far too long. One track that was recorded in the sessions that was pretty noticeable is The Great Days And if you want to hear more about the differences between its mono and stereo mixes at the time, you can head on over to the Patreon, as mentioned earlier, for a special episode of Mixology on 45. Outside of that, though, if you wish to jump on the Patreon, you can find that down in the show notes below. You can also email the show at backtomonoradio at gmail.com, which is also in the show notes, along with a link to our Facebook group, should you wish to join in and just get a few updates through there. But... With that in mind, thank you so, so much for listening. And whoever you are, and wherever you are, have a great, great day.